everyone, this is The Right Theory with Shane and Abaddon. Alright, today we're going to do a new special called Frequently Unasked Questions. And the reason why we're doing this is, when the two of us, we always a- we basically ask each other stupid questions all the time. And like they're always really weird questions. You never hear nobody ever asks each other each other these questions. And we decided, you know what? Let's just let's just make a stream where we just ask each other like crazy questions and see what each other com- comes up with. Frequency frequently unanswered. <laughs> is yeah. it unasked? I, I just came up with it. Which one is it? Unasked questions. It's asked, I think yeah, it's unasked questions. Frequently unasked questions. Because people usually are what either ashamed to ask them. Yeah. Or ashamed, if they are being asked, ashamed to answer the question. Yeah. So we thought, you know what, we always ask each other these questions. Yeah. And we never, well, we do have a response, but we never say it out publicly. Yeah. So we, we thought, you know, fuck it. Why not? All right, then. Let's get through So these. the first question is... We call them Fuchs, by the way, just in case anybody looks at the heading and Fuchs. they're like... This is, this is obviously not a swear word, of course. It's Fuchs. <laughs> it's F-U. Anyway. Q. The very first Fuchs is... What did you think of Eddie Izzard? Alright, I actually I'm the one who asked you this. Yeah, by the yeah, way. yeah. So what did I think of Eddie Izzard? So when I came to here to UK in 2007, something in seven, I had never in my life seen, literally never in my life seen a man dress up as a woman. <laughs> in movies, yes. In movies, yes, but not on TV. You know when they have the live TV or, or the talk shows, right? Never like that. I've seen an actor do it, but not on a TV show. So when I first saw Eddie Izzard, I was like, okay, this is a person who is a wom- man, but he's a woman. That's what I thought, right? Yeah. Then I hear about him about a month, two months later, two th- maybe you know, a couple of months later, someone talking about Eddie Izzard is a uh, cross-dresser. I'm thinking, what do you mean cross-dresser? Yeah. I had no idea what cross-dresser was, by the way. I yeah. had no, I have never seen this kind of thing in my life, literally. I was like fresh, fresh off the boat, you know? Yeah. Fresh and off the boat. <laughs> legit, legit. Anyway, so I go into you know searching about Eddie Izzard. I find out the guy is like one day a man, or <laughs> just as a just as a as a man, and then next day as a dresses as a woman. Yeah, I was mind fucked. Yeah, this was like red pill. Yeah, <laughs> this was red pill moment for me. Like I was like, wow, your eyes were opened. <laughs> they were to the great world that we live in yeah no honestly i had no idea this world existed like people dress as no i knew people dress as women yeah um but first of all I, i'm not gonna lie i had no idea uh sex change existed at that time yeah but to be fair though eddie Izzard is a transvestite yeah he just dr- he likes to dress as women he's not a transgender person he's a transvestite even that even that i had no idea it existed yeah. So it was brand new world to me. Yeah, I think I read somewhere Eddie Izzard describes himself as a lesbian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. so that that's what then. He he thinks he's um well, he's a ma- he, he he likes women basically. I mean, at the end of the day he likes women. That's the main thing to know about him. But um I mean, when I when I found out that Eddie Izzard was a transvestite, I mean, when the first time I saw him, I was thinking Hmm, he looks like a very lovely lady. <laughs> he looks like, a, you know, at the first time you can't tell, man. I've seen him a couple of times on uh, 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 Question Time. So in, in the UK, for anyone who's not in the UK, uh, there's the BBC. They have this talk show, where the, a panelist show. And usually they'll they'll bring in, you know, people from uh, celebrities, politicians, blah, blah, blah. They'll bring these sorts of people in. 
and um, they'll just ask them, you know, questions of the day, things like that. And I've seen Eddie Izzard on a couple of them. And I think almost every single time he comes in dressed as a woman. He does, yeah. I've seen him in protest. One, by the way, a couple of years ago, he was at some sort of protest and he was wearing this bond, like this like really big hat, you know, like a woman's hat, yeah, like yeah. a bonnet hat or whatever. And some guy just comes up behind him and steals it from him. Did it? Yeah, he just steals <laughs> it. He looks like political stuff. I really love it. It's I haven't seen anything. I, I, I've seen some... Bruv, is this... It was. Yeah, no, I thought, no, no, we thought there was something wrong with the stream. But no, I've seen some of his comedies. I've seen some of his sketches that he does. But I've not really sat down and watched the whole thing through. He is a smart guy, by the way. Like, he's he's well-read. He's Probably. knowledgeable. Probably. I haven't listened. You know, one of the that's one of the things I've seen about a lot of these British comedians. They all come from, like, Oxford or Cambridge. They're very well-educated. Where does he come from? I don't know. But he's very well-educated. What I'm saying is... He's well read, you know Jimmy Carr. By the way, you know Jimmy Carr, the comedian. He Not just really make he yeah. makes j- he make his jokes are just like sex jokes. They're like literally one line sex jokes all the time, really bawdy jokes. I think he was educated in Cambridge. Like he comes from like all of these guys are like really well educated and they're very very smart people, uh, but you'd never know, which is very different from American comedians. You know when I went off Jimmy Carr, uh, about two years ago they did a uh, in between us reunion. Yeah. You watch that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like it? The reunion. Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. It was shit. That's what pissed you off. The guy n- didn't hasn't even watched in between us. <laughs> okay. He hasn't even watched a single episode of it. You know the guy. Um, uh, what's his name? J- is it Jay? The the one. What are you trying to say? I think it's Jay. Yeah, Jay has a a channel, YouTube channel. Okay. He went on on his channel. He did a stream, I think, a week or so later after the show. Yeah. And he just panned. He was like, "This was the worst thing I've ever been part of in my life." Really? He said, he said it didn't have to be this way. He said Jimmy Carr, first of all, he was putting everyone in an awkward c- uh, sp- situation, which he didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And he said because the whole thing wasn't um, scripted. Yeah. Well, it was sort of scripted, but they didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. The the actors, and he says, you know. Not only did they not tell us what's going to happen, but they also tried to drop us in the shit. And he says, Jay says, whatever his real name is, I can't remember. He says, I was trying to, t- I was telling a story of, of something that happened during the sh- shooting of In Between Us. And he says, Jimmy Carr just stopped me in be- between the sto- in, in the middle of the story, and then he says something about sex. Okay. Which he was like, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, he, uh, Jay was like, okay, so you don't want to hear my story then. I see. I mean, Jimmy Carr, I think he hosts 8 out of 10 Cats, which is another comedy thing. But um, anyway, uh, my point was, like, all these British comedians, are, they're very well-educated, man. They're yeah. very smart. They know a lot of stuff. But Eddie Izzard's comedy, I really enjoy it, you know. And apparently he speaks, like, French. He speaks German. He does comedy. In, in I think he did a comedy show in German. Or in French. In French. Whole thing in French. Okay. Like, he's amazing, man. He is an amazing guy. Um, but you think he's a bit like overshadowed ever since Caitlyn Jenner? Like before, he was a bit like spicy. He was the one, wasn't he? he was before the one, the one he was yeah, famous. Before. Oh, ideas yeah. are you know the crossdresser, a transvestite. Now he's overshadowed by Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a competition, and it's a competition. Bruce Jenner was like, you know what? I can jump over you and become yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> it's a competition. It's, it feels like a competition at that point. But yeah, that was my my. Well, you come from like a little village in the, the uh, from the other part of the world. You came in blue pilled like you know you live in your little li- little uh, little world you come to the uk and you see eddie is on you're like oh my god 
I was like, what the fuck did I fall into? And so I was, what, 15, I think, at the time. Did so you was ever consider the lifestyle? Cross-dressing. No? What? Cross-dressing? Yeah. No. Okay, that's a lie, obviously. The way you said it, even. Anyway, let's move on. Maybe as a child. No, 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 I'm joking. No, I've never obviously considered that shit. Anyway, let's move on. Second question. Second question. What was that? I was, was it? Forget the daughter one, then. There's only three questions. Was there another question I was going to ask you? There was some question about... Um, anyway, let me ask you this one. So, if your 11-year-old son tells you he's a girl, what do you do? Okay, so this one is really controversial. First, I want to say that if it's an 11-year-old son telling me I want to be a girl, I would say no. First of all, you have no idea what the fuck you want. That's one thing. You don't know. You're you're a child. Today you want to be a you know a, a, um, a girl. Tomorrow you want to be a truck. You Controversial. Know. You have no idea what you want. Controversial. Well, either way, I mean that's that's the way I think anyway. Second of all, is coming from um, well, forget the culture. Well, actually, the cultural aspect of this is, I what I would do is actually grow up, become eighteen. If you still want to do it legally, I can't stop you anyway. Yeah. Legally, I have no. I, there's no way I can stop you. You can go and do it, but if you do want to do it, this is where this is where my um, third world, you know, thi- uh, thinking coming comes into hey play. Hey son, do you want to go on a holiday? <laughs> no, no, go on holiday. <laughs> no, 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 bullshit. No, 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 bullshit. But if he's going to have a section that doesn't convert, I mean, change completely to wi- uh, to a female, is that what, what is that what the yeah, idea? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then um, I don't know, man. What I would do is. I personally think I think I would disown him. He's eleven, bro. No, no, after. Oh, eleven? No, I said I wouldn't. I wouldn't let him do anything. No, no, no he. Okay. I, put a, I would put a stop to it. Definitely. Imagine he's your only uh, son, though. Like you can't have any more sons. He's the only son you can ever have. So that's how I was going to. If he's eighteen, so above, you know, yeah. gets to an age where, you know, let's say he's just about to get married, and yeah. he's like, Dad, um. I'm a woman. I think I'm a woman. I've got a pa- I've got so a pair. Is, I've got a cock and balls between my legs. I don't like it. I want to get rid of it, Daddy. Can I want I to inverse it. <laughs> they do, that's what they did. They invert. Yeah. But what I do, you know Daddy, I like what Mummy has. I want the same. You know, they <laughs> apparently, they uh, they can do a womb transplant. Okay. They can have babies. They can't have babies. So what's the point of a womb transplant? They can carry a baby, maybe. Carry a baby. Well, either way, if if he told me he wants to be a girl and a woman at the age of I don't know, just before marriage, like you said, then uh, listen, yeah, legacy is everything. Yeah. I if I'm dying, I want to leave something behind. If I haven't left anything behind, I'm talking about money. I'm talking about you know my genes. If I if my legacy doesn't go onwards, then this this whole thing is pointless. My life was pointless. And if he's not going to have any children, then. You know, what was the point? I might have just died back home, you know, stayed back home and just, you know, mm. gone into into statistics and be dead. So what I would do is I would turn to him and say, listen, <laughs> I would like a couple of droplets of your sperm. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> disgusting. That so I would. So you'd go to him and be like, put your hands out. Be like, son, just come in basically, here. Basically, I would like, yeah, put my hands out, you know, in in in, in um, Charles Dickens. Sir, Sir, can I have more? Can I have some more of your cum? Well, he doesn't. That's pedophilia. It's your son, though. Charles Dickens. It's your son. Charles Dickens. It's your son, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I would say, I need your sperm. He says, why? Well, if you're not going to give me any kids, I will, you know. 
What if he said no, though? What if he said no, my body, my property, my sperm? I said, listen, yeah, if you want to stay in this family as a human being, yeah, <laughs> not a not thing. second, not second class <laughs> citizen, yeah, then I need your sperm. No, no, no. Jokes aside, though, I would say, listen, I, I need your sperm. I need to have a um, offspring. I, I need to have a grandchildren. I mean, I mean, you're not gonna give me grandchildren anyway. Yeah, maybe you might marry a a guy but it will not be your blood that's the whole thing it won't be his blood right because yeah. that's no. why you don't want to adopt either do you yeah it has to be your gene no i will adopt going you know talking about adoption i will adopt only if i have my own children you know if i have my own children i'll adopt you know how it doesn't matter you know depend how much money you have i will adopt maybe two children if i have let's say a couple of you know whatever millions i will adopt children but what if you have daughters though so the son doesn't really matter you you can just pass on all your stuff to your daughters yeah, you, I mean, you can't pass on to your daughters, but the problem is, in my culture... All right, bro, stop hiding behind my culture. What do nah. you personally think? Don't hide and insult a culture like that. In my culture, th- what we think is that it's the man that passes on the legacy. So, we, you know, when we when we say, you know, we marry off a girl, yeah. we don't... Uh, we, we say we marry off a girl, i.e. the girl goes away. The girl, you know, the, she doesn't. The husband, the son-in-law, doesn't come to your house. You know, you just, uh, she goes to his house. Whereas when the son marries, she comes. So the son is the one that builds the family, yeah. as in retains the family, not builds the family. Whereas um, uh, the woman is the one that builds their family, the, the outside the family. It's like giving um, what's the word um, when you give something to a woman when she gets married? Dowry. Dowry. Yeah, when you give a dowry. It's an expensive thing, you know. Mm. The more they say, the 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 more daughters you have, the poorer you are. It's because mm. you have to give so much dowries. Yeah, but you don't have to nowadays give dowry anyway. No, no, but you, that's the point. That's the logic, isn't it? Like they go away, they take the wealth away from the family. They don't retain it. I'll give you an example. Yeah. When um when the Rothschilds, when he had his five sons, and then obviously when he got millionaires, when they got rich, they got powerful enough. He forbade anyone to marry outside the family, outside the Rothschild family. Mm. And that's how they retained their wealth for incest, three... Incest, basically. Cousins. No, 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 cousins. So incest. Second. I think they had incest. I think they had, you know, first cousins as well, yeah. But no sisters. First cousins. Mm. Um, no, they didn't have sisters. Yeah, a lot of oh rich brothers. families do that. The Habsburg yeah. used to just... They do, yeah. Them. It's because to, to retain the wealth in the family. And that's why they, they stayed powerful for three, four hundred years. I'm not saying that level, but I'm saying like that's the logic I would use. So if it's a daughter, mm. I mean, look at the level we got to. If you, if we were having this convo 60 years ago, they would have said, "Oh, would you be happy if your daughter married a black person?" And the answer now is, "Of course." What's the issue? Then, then question was, "What if your son was gay?" And the, now the answer is, "Of course, no problem." Now we have to go to the extreme of, "What if your son came out transgender?" transgender. Like, what's next? Like, what if your, cu- your daughter came out as a furry? Furry. Yeah, no, came out as like a tree or something. Like she's a tree now. Like the extremes we're going to with this identity stuff. You know, this is an unasked question. <laughs> you know, this what if you what if your daughter comes out as a tree? <laughs> what do you do? Or a deer. Or a deer. Wow. Do, do you remember a deer? Contra- po- Shots have been fired. Shots have been fired. <laughs> man down. Man down. Man down. So third question, last question, unless we can find a fourth question. <laughs> yeah. Is is charity just useless ego tripping for the rich people? I think you said something like charity is useless once. I said 
Like I'm he's just showing off or something. Trying to remember what I said back in the day, but charity in o- in overall, charity in overall. I mean, I mean charity in the modern day. Yeah, yeah. Mod today's charity. Yeah, I mean. today's charity. Yeah, in overall, in my view, in my personal opinion, is absolutely useless. Uh, we're not going to go into the politics of the charity, but I'm just saying the way the money is spent is useless. Yeah. Uh, is wasteful, not useless. It's wasteful. Second of all. Well, there's three cr- three points here. First, second of all, is people giving to charity, millionaires mainly giving to charity, is tax deductible. That's yeah, one yeah. thing. And the third thing, they're doing it for ego. They're doing it to show the world, oh look, you know, I said, t- I, you know, I'm giving back to the society, I'm giving yeah. back to the community, and whatever, yada yada yada. And um, they, do they really care whether the money is spent correctly or not? They don't really care. I mean, yeah. all they care is they go on TV and say. Uh, what's his name? The uh, from Chainsporters. He goes on to Ian McEwan. Was it Ian McEwan? I can't remember. He goes on to him and says, "Oh, donate for Amnesty, uh, in Am- Am- Amnesty International, or the other charities for Syria, for example, the Syrian refugees." The thing is, you know, what I give the fifty pounds I give, which will be maybe what ten percent of my, let's say, of, let's say one percent of my wages, right? One percent of your wages would be like fifty million, let's say, like or a yeah. million. The ratio is not is unequal. The yeah. ratio is absolutely unequal. If we are talking about giving fifty, they won't you know they want us to give fifty pounds a month or hundred pounds a month. Or they say you know give five pounds a, a week. It's a coffee a week, right? Yeah. Okay, that's twenty pounds a week. What's the average wage in UK? Thirty k probably. Yeah, thirty k. What's that in uh, in in weekly? So uh, in a monthly, it's two k. So you're giving about five ten percent of your wages, right? Yeah. So there you go. So you make five million from a movie. Why don't you give ten uh, ten hundred thousand or a million to the charity? Yeah, I mean, my the, the the thing about modern day charity is, people just think it's like an option. Like, oh, I'll do it just to look good in front of people. Like celebrities, they'll go to Africa or something. Apparently, some of these um, celebrities. I remember seeing this thing by Ricky Gervais, where he does this jokey kind of thing. Like he's in Africa. Oh, the poor Africans, they're so poor. We need to give them charity. Then there's a green screen behind him. And he's like, oh, he's actually just in BBC Studios. And he's just <laughs> fucking... And Steve Merchant comes in like, bro, what are you doing, bro? You have to actually go... Th- no, no, no. Look, green screen, everything chill, bro. You want to get in on this? Yeah, come on. And then it's just... A, the whole thing is he's mocking the whole yeah, yeah. world of charity. A whole world of charity. Apparently, there's all these Instagram people, like influencers. They'll go to like these third world countries just to take pictures of the fact that, oh, look, I'm helping the poor people. You know, I'm helping them. I'm participating. Just to get more uh, Instagram view views and likes and all this nonsense, you know. So it's just become a business in a way that it doesn't. I don't see how it helps anyone in the in 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 the country or abroad. And I definitely I'm very suspicious about these international charities because I'm not sure where the money's going. You know, I mean, you know, we've given so much money in the form of charity to countries like Africa. Who does it really go to? Does Continents. it just go to the warlord? Huh? Continents like Africa. Continents like Africa. What did I say? Countries. Well, it is a just country. saying. It is a country. Basically. I'm just saying. <laughs> so it's not a country then. Well, no. You're saying Africans don't have countries. You're saying Africans don't you have countries. You just changed the whole sentence there. Lathe. You just changed the whole sentence. Lathe. <laughs> oh. Okay, bro. I mean, we know what you are. We know what you are now. Abaddon is saying Africans can't have countries. I'm just saying. Okay, he people is can go back. Racist. People He's can go back and they can hear you said Africa country. Not Africans can't have countries. You didn't even go near that sentence. Well, that's how you fight the <laughs> war. <laughs> that's how you smear people. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I'm not sure where this money is going to. It could just be going to warlords. It could just be going to the dictators of these countries. 
I mean, we've given we've given African people so much money. Why why is it not helped them? Because it's not going to them. See, that's the thing. When I was coming from work ages ago, years maybe a year or two years ago, coming from work on in on London, yeah, London in London Bridge, this guy stopped and uh, you know, asked for um, you know, the charity thing they're doing on the streets. Would you donate five pounds a month or twenty pounds a month? Wherever he was, she was he was asking money from me. I can't remember. It was UNICEF. I think. Oh yeah, it was UNICEF. Yeah, and bro. From f- I finished work at half five, up until s- half six, seven o'clock, I was debating with him yeah. why I don't give to charity. For an hour, minimum an hour, I was debating with him why. D- you know what? At one point, he started questioning UNICEF as well. Yeah. Because I said, like, you know, the money I give, because I've checked UNICEF out back in the day when I, when, I, when I was looking to charities, how corrupt they are, like when I was 15, 16. This is where I went through my, you know communist phase you know like yeah, i was yeah. looking at these institutions like the westerns were setting up to see if they if they are um, the westerns are yeah, yeah. The I mean, westerns. yeah unicef is, is western isn't it so i was trying to prove i was trying to prove my point uh, obviously i've you know grown out of that period of that uh, of that thingy but uh, so i knew all the figures from back en- back then and uh yeah so i was looking at you and apparently like 10 or uh, 20 30 percent of the money you get to unicef goes to admin cost literally goes to admin cost bro i've read on average, whatever money you give to a charity, only one third of that money ends up going to the people you think, like the people, you know, child poverty. So yeah. Comic Relief, for example, is a very famous British um, uh, charity, you know, Comic Relief. You know, usually comedians and things will do shows and they'll raise money and the money goes to charity. Only one third goes to, go, uh, sorry, 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 no, 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 I've got that mistaken. No, 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 I'm sorry about that. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. Uh, two thirds of it goes to the people, and one third is thing. Yeah, twenty thirty percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. one third. Sorry, sorry. You know what I was thinking about? Hmm. Welfare. This, this is this is. I'll give a defense. I will give a defense to charity. If you give money in the form of taxes to uh, the government who has a welfare system, only one third of that money will go back in the form of benefits to people. The remaining two thirds just stays in the government administrative costs. But charities, it's the exact opposite. Charities, you give 100, admin will be 33, 67 will go to the people, you know? So it is more efficient. But today's charities are so small, man. They're so small. I mean, remember those days, Rockefeller and Vanderbilt, like these guys gave crazy amounts of money. Who was that American guy, the steel guy? Carnegie. Carnegie. The guy gave all his wealth yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. There he was died. a time like where mm, he, you know, I mean, we have Gates, we have Buffett, like these guys as well. But d- regular people don't give as much. People used to give so much money to their churches, and that used to get funneled through. But now the problem is, it's just become a kind of celebrity uh, promotion system. You get what I mean? It is. Yeah. I you have know? a story about charity. I have a story about a uh, you know Nobel. Al- was it Alfred Nobel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he was known for dynamite. The man who made dynamite, but he's famous for the Nobel Prize he set up. The reason he's famous for the Nobel Prize is because when he came up, invented dynamite, and he saw how much destruction dynamite made in the world, because obviously it was used for bombs and all kinds of shit, he thought he doesn't want to be remembered for that. So he he set up all his money, I think most of his money he put into the Nobel Prize, uh, wherever it's called, and then so on, they invested for him, and then 100 years later, where we still have the money. So the money that you have now, from you know, they, I think they give about a million dollars or something to the winners, right? Something like that. Yeah, it's not five yeah. million, I think. Is it five million? Wow. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Mm, I thought it was a million, but five million is good. So yeah, the money that you have now is basically what he's invested back in the, whenever he died, I can't It know, might 26. be a million, by the way, I don't know. Yeah. How, how, how is it that it's been 100 years, I think, of Nobel, of the Nobel Prize? 
how is it that this thing just keeps on churning out money? Investment funds. From whom? No, he, they would have invested back into the perpetuity. So he invested in, let's say, stocks and bonds and stuff. and. Uh, or he would have given the money to a firm who would invest it from, like, Goldman Sachs. I'm just, uh, you know, saying the equivalent of Goldman Sachs back then. Probably probably was Goldman Sachs as well. And they're investing it for them. So it would be in a, uh, what's that thing called? In a trust. So it would be in a trust. Right. So it's not like the Norwegian government's putting any money in. No, no. Oh, people donate as well. So the w- as it got bigger, of course, as w- as it got more known, people would donate money to it. You know, the billionaires. And I think they fund some research as well, if I'm not mistaken. So what's your story about charity then? No, it's the guy that you know that he set up. You know, he was known for one thing, mm. dynamite, and he set up. So this was the real people. You know, he didn't. W- they they wanted to help the communities. You know, they yeah. actually w- because this is the, the lasting thing they did, which was a hundred years ago. But nowadays, Bill Gates is a different. Bill Gates is a completely different uh, scenario here. You know, he actually wants to change the Apparently, world. Apparently, whenever Bill Gates, like pe- people have done, looked at this, like he's obviously uh, the Bill, G- the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. They give, uh, they deal with things like malaria in the third world, stuff like this. One of the things people have seen is when he's there trying to solve problems, he runs it like a business. Like he's trying to figure out how efficient it is and things like that. Are people getting their malaria nets and things like like he, he he's not there like trying to get famous yeah. or anything he's already he's as famous as he can be, but um apparently his the Bill and Mag- uh, Melinda Gates Foundation is apparently the most efficient charity in the world or something. You know? Probably, I but don't you know, know he won't be remembered for that though. He won't be remembered for that. He'll be remembered for Microsoft. He's of course, this is another thing. I think Peter Thiel. This is why I s- asked this question. It was Peter Thiel who said, like, look, I have all these businesses. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the board of them. I'm an investor in various businesses. When you're part of a business, right, it's a, it's a collaboration, right? You put money in and you're both working together trying to maximize revenue, profit, market share. You get what I mean? It's, it's an alliance. But I'm also part of various charities. And the way the charities work is they just come to you and they just want more money, more money, more money. Like it's not really a collaboration because it's a one-way street. Because you as the cha- give person giving charity, you're not actually getting anything back. This is why, by the way, the only way charity will ever work, even though I'm, I'm taking the piss out of celebrities, it will only ever work if it's about ego. It won't work otherwise. The reason why th- I think the charities are so crap today is because they're just uh, out-competed by the state. Because the state yeah. does most charity now. Most of this uh, charity is done by the state. Yeah, I mean, even then, I mean, not p- one thing is a good thing that uh, uh, that, that is about, it's uh, when it's about ego is when celebrities hear all, you know, X, Y, Z give a million. Oh, I have to give a million as well, or otherwise I'm going to look like a dick. Yeah, yeah. So then that one gives. Okay, I'm worth a, I'm worth ten times that person, so I have to give two million now. Yeah. So that's a good thing. That's a, that's an amazing thing because now it actually pushes them to give more. But again, I go back to the admin cost. Why is uh, the, uh, the the CEO of UNICEF on three hundred thousand? But you know what? Everybody says that. My my uncle also. I, I remember talking to him. Um, this was when I was really young. I was trying to get a job at some charity. You know, like, you know, those guys who stand in the street and they're trying to get you yes. to sign up. I was trying to get one of those jobs. And, uh, you know, I came back home. I was like, oh, where were you? My uncle, you know, he came over to visit. And um, he was like, so what have you been up to? I was like, oh, I went to central London trying to get this job. He's like, what is it? You know, just charity. And he's like, okay, fine. Man. What's the point of doing that? You're not going to get paid anything. I'm like, no, no, no. We get paid eight pounds an hour. Why? You're doing it for charity. You should not get paid. But if you don't, I was 16 years old and I remember saying to him, who was like 20 20 years older than me, I was like, but if you don't pay the people, they won't work. 
if you don't actually pay anyone to do the charitable administrative work, they won't do it. So you have there has to be some administrative cost, or else you can't do it. Many people think that. Many many people have this idea, like um, you should you should just do it out of the kindness of your heart. Not really, because nobody would. Very few people would just do it. I mean, and also so which proves the point about the ego. But these are secular charities, though. That's the thing. Those charities that I'm talking, like Comic Relief or whatever, these are secular charities. Or, or even, even what's the one I'm, the f- most famous one in Switzerland? Um, um, the Cross, Red Cross, the Red Cross. You know, like or, or whatever. Like these charities, at the end of the day, they're secular. They're not religiously bound. Whereas if you're like a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or whatever, you're attached to some sort of organization, you'll just give because you're part of a community. That that's where the real charity happens. Mm. You know, these secular ones, who the fuck's gonna give any money to them? That's why you have to pay people, you know. That's why there is all these administrative costs. Fair but enough. um but we have to do something about um the charity world, you know. In what way? Well, I, I think you ha- you have to cut back on some like the market is dominated by the state. So if you pull the state out there'd be a demand for charities, naturally. So then you'd get real charitable firms coming up, you know, and they would try to innovate. they try to figure things out. But having said that, though, there was this, there's this uh, academic in, um, she's an African academic, but she's in America right now. She wrote this book. Oh, man, I, I, I can't remember her, so I can't even reference it, but people might know her. She does this whole book where she says, people need to stop giving charity to Africa. Yeah. And she says the I've reason. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. She says, listen, like she's from Africa. She's an academic from Africa. She says, if you keep giving the like, no country has ever been uplifted through charity. It, uh, you know, you have to have productive industries, things like this. And if you keep giving charity, th- the people of Africa, we just expect you to give us charity. You know, and to run our governments. You know, through charity money or for uh, foreign aid. She even said foreign aid must be cut. Well, foreign aid is a different issue. I, th- I don't think foreign aid is actually charity. I think foreign aid is more of a you know, I'll give you about a hundred million pounds, dollars, and you let me mine your gold mines, or, it, we or, bu- or we're buying countries. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just it's, it's colonialism two point We're just buying. It's it. buying countries, and it's more of about you know sphere of influence. So for uh, so I think aid is different, but charity, I agree. I agree with that woman, or and you as well. Bro, bro you can't cut charity. But if you said if we see this is why it's an unasked question. If you say, oh, we should stop giving charity to Africa, imagine what people would say. They'll be like, you Nazi, you evil, 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 racist person. That's what they'll say to us. Yeah. But we're like, okay, but name a country that's ever been uplifted by charity. So this is the other thing. This is why the uh, uh, Fuchs is a good platform to just ask these questions that nobody else is asking, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, we started off small. We asked some personal questions. Uh, Abaddon is basically a racist against Africans, you know? And um, he doesn't like trans people. And um, I, I don't mind trans people. And I just well don't, I just want grandkids. Well, if your own flesh and blood is trans and you can't tolerate them, then how can you tolerate Listen, any trans? Give person? me grandchildren. I'll talk about it. You I'll get, consider. But you get grandkids from your daughters if you have them. Yes, but they don't have my it's name. Not the same. Though. It's different, though. They don't have my name. They don't have my name. Oh, that as well. Of course, they of course. That name. that as well. They will not carry the name. But what if your daughter marries a cuck who takes on your name? That's bad. Then the then the grandson is going to be raised as oh, bro. That's just worse. Oh my god, <laughs> the end of the world. That's just worse. Anyway, so this is episode one so of. She's going to be producing cuck children with a cuck husband. Just shoot All me. Right, bro, Might as well me. just shoot me. Oh my god, <laughs> you're still on that. Okay. Anyway, that's that's frequently unasked questions episode one. 
Um, we'll do this semi-regularly, you know, because yeah. it takes a while to come up with some good questions on this. Uh, yeah, we don't know how often, but maybe once a month. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> once every and um, please, you know, contribute some, c- you know, give a fook. Give a give fook. A fook. <laughs> you know, send us some frequently unasked questions and we'll try answering them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stay safe. Stay safe. Take care.